I love it's only me, Simeon T, back with a bloody another episode of Why Art Now. And it is the last episode of the first season, which is sad times, but it's actually an achievement for me, which feels absolutely amazing because we did it. I have finished season one of Why Aren't Thou? So, how about a round of applause? Yeah, standing ovation. Thank you very much. Um, firstly, this episode, I am on my own and I'm going to be answering the questions that you guys have asked me on social media as well as the Google Doc that I sent out as well. So my pronouns are he, him and without further ado, I'm just going to drop the theme tune and get shit going. So for the last time, I'm counting myself down. Three, two, one. <laughs> Okay, so these questions, I've not read through all of them. I literally just had a split second read through them. And the one that I read, I was like, okay, someone is a thought dog over here. Anyway, so there's a few questions. If any of them are the same, I'm obviously not going to repeat the same question. That's unnecessary. I am excited. Basically, what I sent out, I just said, you know, ask me a question, whether it's relevant to any of the topics that I've spoken about previously in the podcast, or it could just be totally random. That's completely cool. So, wasting no time, I'm just going to jump straight into question one. Let me see what that is. My go-to drink on a night out. Oh my God, this is easy. Um, tequila. If we're talking shots wise, tequila all the way. I will throw down a shot of tequila, like throwing it back on a dick easily. Um, if we're drinking mixer, I will drink gin and tonic, which I've actually just only recently become a fan of because I used to think it tastes like flowers and grass and that was disgusting. Um, vodka, lemonade. You know, I actually hate, and I know like few people actually do this, especially Emily Reed. When people drink vodka Red Bull, there's just something disgusting about that. To me, it's a heart attack in a cup with a slice of lemon and ice. No, thank you very much. So why did I move to London? Next question. So I moved to London for university and I've just stayed here because I've absolutely bloody loved it because I literally found myself in London, which is really, really nice. And I'm now going to move back to Manchester in August to share my fab self with my family and close friends. So I'm looking forward to that as well. If you're in London, hit me up before I go in August so we can hang out and make memoirs. Funny sex story. God, where do we start? I mean, how funny do you want it to be and how rude can we get right now? Okay, so I was having sex in a field. Um, don't even know why we chose this specific spot because it wasn't like it was discreet whatsoever. There was no one in the field, obviously, when we started doing it. And as we was having the sex, people was, there was a woman running. She was running towards us. She had her head down. She looked up, sent us. I'm there on all fours. She swerves around. No thanks. U-turn, 180. See ya. And then there was a guy walking his dog and he literally did the same thing where he was walking towards us and then he literally saw us and was like, skirt! <laughs> really? The moment I was lay there, well, on all fours, 
Um, and the overground was going past at a very slow speed. And if you was on the overground, you'd probably seen me getting pounded out. That should have been the moment for me to then get up, get clothed and stop. But for some reason, just carried on because I love a bit of public sex. Okay, so next question, how to end racism. Okay, very interesting. For me to end racism, it starts with education. Apart from annihilating all of the racist people in the country, in the world, then we need to educate people. Because obviously people are not born racist. You become racist from your environment, you know, from friends, family, watching things on TV. Your culture can also be a racist culture. So yeah, I think it just starts with educating people about all the different ethnicities and all the different skin tones, shades, and why they're all necessary, valued, and beautiful. And why it's not necessary to judge, discriminate, be prejudiced against someone based on the color of the skin. I mean, it's literally common sense. It, do you know what? Not being racist is not even enough. Um, and being anti-racist is easy. It's just about being respectable. It's really not hard. People are acting like it takes a lot of effort to be anti-racist. It really doesn't. It really does not. Get your life together, please. My favourite documentary. Jesus Christ. Um, you know what's actually really good? Coded Bias. And I would recommend every single person to watch that because it's so interesting. And it's the way that the future of technology is going. And it's really important. And it's something that I watched and I was like, my mind was blown like what people do with our data. And it was basically showing companies like Amazon, they have a hiring process now where they hire people through a online system that's generated through coding. So basically your CV gets sent and then a computer selects who goes forward to the next phase. And what it was actually doing a computer, it was mocking society. So it was only sending white males through the interviewing process to get an interview. And everyone else was not even chosen given day, time of day. So it was really interesting because it was saying like people have put information into this system and then it's reflected of society, which then becomes racist, misogynistic, sexist, transphobic. So that's interesting. That's a computer that's generated this. So Coded Bias is on Netflix. Check it out. It's absolutely sick. And also another, I really like to watch, I love documentaries, like How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Oh my God. Do Not Fuck With Cats. Absolutely amazing. Um... There was another one on Netflix and it was literally about these twins and one of them had a motorbike accident and lost his memory. And then the other twin was trying to tell him about his past. Um, tell me who I am. That's what it's called. So check that out as well. Absolutely banging. Seaspiracy and Cowspiracy. Everyone needs to watch that as well. Get your life together. I can change your life. I can change it. I can change your life. Life. Why are you so fit? I don't know. That's my mum and my dad. But why are you asking my dad? Can you actually ask him where the fuck he's been for 28 years of my life as well, please? That'd be great. How long is your dick? Not going to answer that. Very unnecessary. What made you want to start a podcast? Uh, what made me want to start a podcast is, firstly, I was sick of listening to podcasts, other podcasts, and not getting anything from it. And then secondly, everyone that knows me knows that I love to talk and I will talk to absolutely anybody. But also I was like, there's so many issues going on in the world. Why is no one actually raising more interest in this? Like, I'm sick of reading the newspaper and it being very biased and directed to one way and trying to sway your opinion to dislike certain communities or feel a certain way about people. And I was like, why do we give a shit about the royal family that's all over the, the magazines, all over media, why do I give a shit that London has now got a new cycling lane or a bus lane? I really do not care when there's literally people 
being wiped out genocide's happening and also little things like the abortion topic it's like these are normal things that people go through on a daily basis and they're made to feel taboo and it's just i just don't understand why like we're all humans we all connect over the things that we have in common and vulnerability that is what is so important so yeah and i hope that i've actually kind of broken down some barriers and made people think really and open up conversations that was the main thing for starting this podcast so next question someone that you consider a hero uh, i don't know if you watch this or not but do you know that um new program on channel four when it's speaking about the surgeons that perform surgery on babies in the womb oh my god i do not cry i was bawling my eyes out at that that was absolutely whew, they they are heroes they are real life heroes them um, performing getting rid of a tumor on a seventh month old baby inside the womb i i don't understand like how it even works the train that you go through that i don't understand how you even go through the belly through the womb without even breaking like the placenta and all that may props respect and you know what's actually really good and interesting is that these people that are pregnant they can get that free on the nhs and it's obviously deserved so that's a privilege in itself so yes surgeons that are saving people's lives they are heroes to me i'll tell you that right now you're top three favorite songs hmm you know what never lets you down free from desire my intent is purify free from desire my lover's got no money he's got his strong beliefs my lover's got no power he's got his strong beliefs my lover's got no fame he's got his strong beliefs my lover's got no money he's got his strong beliefs one more and more people just want more and more freedom and love what he's looking for one more and more people just want more and more freedom and love what he's looking for free from desire mind and senses purified and you know what actually reminds me of my sister which is a nice feeling as well your top three favorite songs and then i'd say um what i'm banging out at the moment every single bloody morning is in the morning when i wanna be with you in the morning from egypt Absolutely loving it at the moment also is the Nicki Minaj Barbie going bad remix. Ugh, I'm gonna play that right now. All he gotta do is call him in my t-shirt and my drawers, face down, ass up. I'm already on all falls, suck his dick, do his shots. Then I ride him like a whore. I mean a horse, I'm a boss. Yeah, I got the juice and I'm taking them on the tour. Imitating Nicki while your ghost rider dissing me. Leave it two weeks, I got all of my babies missing me. Never gon' fall, never not gon' ball. And I keep my nigga busting like a Draco. He always come back, big Draco. Still going bad, don't you stank hoes? Huh? <laughs> Whoa! Next question Is it normal for your partner to masturbate to porn? What about if they do not have sex with you on a regular basis? 
Right, so let's break this up. So the first section, is it normal for your partner to masturbate to porn? Yes, that is very normal. Very healthy to masturbate to porn, depending on the category of porn, I would say. You know, if they masturbate into some hardcore BDSM shit and can really affect how they're having sex with you and they're respecting you during sex, then no, that's not healthy. However, I think masturbating is very healthy and very needed only until recently have i started to kind of be put off by porn and realize the stereotypes that it shows and how it's so controlled and it actually think it does more bad than it does good nowadays because you never see a lot of different body types you never see like stretch marks you never see the people laughing during sex you never see them applying lube you never see like the little bits of sex that make sex sex if you know what i mean like obviously i'm a gay man even when people like shit happens literally shit happens it's not embarrassing it, if, you, if i put my penis inside your bum hole what do you expect to happen you know so then people like that get grossed out by that i'm just like chill it's not that deep really not that deep you'll do cocaine off the floor or you'll be taking next man's drugs that you don't even know what's in it so a little bit of someone's shit is not the end of the world however what about if they do not have sex with you on a regular basis now that becomes an issue because obviously they're being sexually satisfied from masturbating and a healthy relationship needs to have sex you don't have to be like full-on vagina or anal sex you know even if you're having oral sex that can be enough for people now and then so if your partner's masturbating a lot and they're not having sex with you you need to literally sit down and say listen you need to be like this is how i feel about this situation can you be open to masturbating to porn a little bit less and pay me a bit more attention? Because before you know it, you'll be swaying off somewhere else because the moments when your partner does not give sex to you, you start going inside, doubting yourself. What is wrong with me? Am I not sexually attractive? And that is not a very nice feeling to feel. And you'll be looking elsewhere and then your partner want to come to you saying, what are you doing cheating on me? Well, what are you doing not playing with me? How about that? How about that? <laughs> Next question. Make a prediction for the year 2031. What I predict in that year is we're going to refer to pretty much everyone in gender neutral terms using they, them. The world is going to be completely overpopulated. That's why we need to have a one child ban or just don't have children and adopt. The seasons are going to be weird where at Christmas time, it's probably going to be warm and what our old summer was may till september it's gonna be winter like everything's gonna shift completely in terms of technology god knows what that's gonna be i feel like we're gonna be watched and monitored so much you're gonna be able to pay with your eyeball ideally what i would like actually to be is just like a really cool bloody world where everyone's diet is mainly vegetarian vegan the world isn't being bloody destroyed anymore everyone's free to be who they are everyone's respected everyone's loved but let's be honest for some reason capitalist life isn't going to sway that way whatsoever this is a really hard one make a prediction for the year 2031 i don't feel like i answered that with much chest but that's all i've got for you right now okay do you believe we have multiple soulmates i do yeah i actually completely do because i feel like you have your best friend that is like your soulmate you just don't have a sexual relationship with them you can have multiple of them you can also i feel like we can we definitely fall in love with more than one person that's so easy do you know what that's actually for the year 2031 i won't be surprised if um like triple 
relationships are way more popular and like people being more what's the word polyamorous and a lot more open relationships like that so 100% believe that we have multiple soulmates I have already multiple soulmates I can reassure you on that one next question are you dying for it are you dying for it you want it love that whoever that was thank you <laughs> if you could be any animal in the world what would you be and why see i really want to be like a bird i just think it's amazing that birds can literally just get up any minute and fuck off and fly away to wherever they want to go and they migrate around the world so they're constantly traveling as well so but i think i want to be like a big predator i mean if we, if we can bring back dinosaurs i want to be a pterodactyl but if we're living in the present time, maybe, maybe an African grey actually, because they can communicate so they can speak. So I can still speak to humans. And then when I'm done, I'm like, see ya, spread my wings and fly. Definitely not giving credit to him. Sorry about that. Next question. Are you okay? I'm actually good. Yeah. Are you all right? I'm great, actually, to be honest, where I'm in my life right now. Okay, okay, I'm back to questions, baby girl. So, how do you feel about euthanasia? So, euthanasia, I don't know if anyone knows this, it is pretty much when you inject someone and they die, like when people are on the deathbed and you give the euthanasia injection and it pretty much relieves the pain and kills them. I'm all for that. If, if someone is, obviously, it's a weird one because sometimes they're in a coma or they're in a lot of pain, so they cannot communicate and say that they want this. So, sometimes it's not consensual. And I'm all about consent. If someone agrees to that themselves, perfectly fine. And also, if a family member, close friend, partner, whoever decides it for this person, that's also fine. If my loved one is in pain and the chance of them coming out of this is very slim, I'm all for that. But you could go on a long one because it's like, you also need to do research maybe into the person that is making the decision. What about if this is just some like absolute bitch of like a stepmother from Parent Trap? What about she's just that evil bitch from Parent Trap and she's just trying to get the, the money, you know? But let's be honest, it's rare that it happens in a situation like that and someone's doing it maliciously with bad intent. So I'm all for it, me, completely. If I'm if I am in pain on my deathbed, give me that with a infused with a bit of LSD as well, please. Let me go out in a high, happy trip. Thank you very much. What is your all-time favourite memory? Oof. I've got a lot of all-time favourite memories. One of my all-time favourite memories was my last birthday in London. I had a dinner party at mine and it was absolutely perfect. Start to finish, beautiful. Enjoyed it, loved it so much. Best birthday ever. Um, I also miss the memories that I used to have back in the day when I was like 18, 19 with my best friend Emily where we would go out, get wasted, go back to her mum's house, wake up like and just... Oh, even just got, just being in bed the night before and just laughing so much and just like recording stupid Snapchats and watching the back in the morning and just the days when it was so carefree and so easy and we didn't have that much responsibilities, e.g. job and a child. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got so, so, so many great memories. Um, America, absolutely sick holiday. Best holiday ever. Love that completely um so yeah i've got thousands and thousands but i'm not going to bore you with that whatsoever question question how would you end world hunger and poverty and this is what i cannot fathom as it is i don't understand how there is still poverty in this world how are we raising like 150 million pound for children in need 
How is there so many charities that go around that generate so much money, but yet there's still people in this world that do not have clean drinking water? I just cannot fathom it. And obviously it just goes to show that the money that we raise for these charities, it ain't all going to these people. A lot of it's going to the of these white cis males. Let's be honest, hierarchy, get it with it. How would it end it? So how about we just go to the bank and be like, okay, in every single country, how about you just print X, Y, Z amount of money, say print three billion pounds, right? And make sure everyone gets 10,000 pounds or enough money to build themselves a nice little house that is comfortable. And they also have running water and to be able to pay for an education and nice clothes, well, not even nice clothes, just clothes and shoes and glasses. Because yes, you have to pay to wear, you have to pay to wear glasses. I have to pay to see. Yes, take a minute. I have to pay to see. And I have to pay for my ass sprays. I have to pay to breathe. I have to pay, might as well pay to exist. So yeah, I think, why don't banks just do that? And obviously my fat mate is going, well, it's not going to be fair. But there's no other way that I can really think about it. Because obviously charities ain't working. Let's be honest. They've been around for over 100 plus years. And they don't do shit all, really. Not all of them, of course. What would be your favourite moment during the whole COVID period? I had a really nice summer last summer. It was really nice being out. I really love being out and being on my bike. I had a really nice time in Romania. That was nice over Christmas. But one of my iconic moments actually was when I went to my friend's party and the police came in and I had to jump out the bathroom window, scale down the drain pipe, jump onto next door's shed, jump over the fence and run away. <laughs> yes, this was not long ago. And yes, I was breaking COVID rules. And no, I am not apologetic for that because this has gone on now way longer than expected. We had all been tested beforehand. So that's actually a lie. I said that to make myself feel better. So it is what it is. But that was kind of iconic. But it's been so long, the whole COVID thing that I'm trying to think through the whole process. Like, what was my favorite experience? But I've had, I've had like, to be honest, I've been blessed. It was only until the end of the COVID, the last lockdown where my mental health was really affected. Have you ever had a near-death experience? I've had several. One of them, when I was 18 years old and I just got my first car and I was driving home one Sunday morning and I went around a bend on a country road way too fast and the car literally rolled about four times on its side. It rolled into a field. I was literally on the, the car was landing on its side. Biggie Smalls, Juicy playing and I had to climb up the car, jumped out and as I jumped out, the door shut because of the car's on its side. So the gravity shut the door. And you know, like at the bottom of a parker coat when you have like a pull, the pull string to make it tighter. That got stuck in the door. I had to take the coat off, leave it attached to the car. I just got a new phone. I hadn't got anyone's number. I, I ran to the main road and flagged down this blue Ford car. The, the, the car drove straight past me. I was like, oh, well, thanks mate. I'm on my own here. Ran down to my friend's house and her mum was there and she was like, oh my God, are you all right? Blah, blah, blah. Have you been drinking? I was like, yeah, I had a drink the night before. So, oh my God, have some jam sandwiches and a cup of tea and to get sugar inside you. Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. Peterson. Um, could I have a jam sandwich, please? So that was madness. And then I had to go back and ask the farmer, can the tow truck come in onto your land and tow it? Someone had called the police by a nice time. The ambulance was there. And it's like, oh my God, I'm surprised you literally have no internal bleeding or you've not broken anything. And then another near-death experience was when I was in Benidorm and I was like 11 years old and I went for a swim on a lilo with my sister and my mum's best friend's two kids. 
and the current was so strong and we got swept out and my little pea head was literally bobbing around so far out and I literally couldn't swim and I couldn't get back and I was like there was this guy he he literally got swept out as well and he was probably like 40 this 40 year old guy I said help me I said please help me he's like I can't even help myself and I was like help and he's like I can't and then my mum who doesn't swim as well waste of space was like stood on the shore like help my son help my son and this fireman had to come and save me and kind of a little hot moment i was like gripped onto this hot fireman's back as he was like swimming into shore and i was like mm, damsel in distress save me daddy so yeah and i do not really wish to have any other near-death experiences whatsoever thank you very much next question is it important to be open-minded about people and their life and political views should we endeavour to understand and accept politically conservative viewpoints, even when they don't align with a liberal point of view with regards to gender, sexuality, money, corporations, laws, etc., etc.? I mean, I really think it's important to understand people's points of view. So it, it, when we don't agree, you just need. I think it's still healthy and good to listen to where the person's coming from and how they've gotten to that point, and just really try and understand. I mean, I, my friend is conservative buddy tory but and i definitely not agree with what they represent and stand for but i still have a friend that has those opinions it doesn't mean that i hate her or dislike her because i actually really like her I actually love her um but it doesn't mean that we have to accept whatsoever no 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 it's important to be open-minded about yeah so i think it is important Matt, to be open-minded about other people's political views however still remain true to yourself do you believe in horoscopes do i believe in horoscopes no, because you can read every single horoscope in the newspaper or the magazine or online on Instagram and it applies to you. So I don't believe in horoscopes, no. I believe in star signs, but horoscopes, not so much. What song would you choose for the soundtrack of your life? Hello, you've reached white girl yardy, girl with a tight pussy. I'm sorry I'm not available to take your call, but please leave your message after the tone. They call me the white girl yardy, uh-huh yeah. Every black man wants to fuck me, uh-huh yeah. They call me the white girl yardy, uh-huh yeah. Every black man wants to fuck me That is what I am, that is what I am <laughs> Why is it, oh my god I love this question Do you want it? Because you're asking for it. Are you dying for it? Get off my clit. What are you most proud of in 2021? So I'm working on something. And it's a business that I'm starting with my very good friend. So I'm most proud of that actually. Because I have been working very hard behind closed doors. And it's something that I actually cannot wait to share with you all. So that is something I'm proud of. Obviously I can't go into much, too much detail right now. Um, and then it says, what about 2020? What are you most proud of in 2020? You know what I'm most proud of in 2020? That I got through the year. I got through the year because it was a very hard year. And I had a very privileged mindset where I thought that coronavirus has actually benefited me, where I've taken time off. And that is great. And I didn't actually understand and consider how detrimental this whole pandemic can be to people and their mental health and unfortunately this year i lost a friend of mine due to mental health which is really really sad and that made me reflect and it actually put me in a really like deep i won't say deep hole but it really 
really affected me and I was in a really low place. Personal growth goals. So one thing that I want to personally grow on is communicating openly with people because it's something that I struggled to do in the past and it's something that I can say I've actually been on a journey with that and I'm in a very good place right now. Um, and another personal growth goal is to fully love myself for being the badass bitch that I am. That was a nice question. Thank you. What are some of the qualities that you are proud to find attractive and what are some of the toxic qualities that you find attractive? So what are some of the qualities that I find attractive? One thing that I find attractive is confidence. Uh, people that are open, people that listen, people that communicate. They're very attractive qualities to me. And if you have four of those, because there's only four, so you have to get four out of four, then date me and I will date you. And I am a very good person to date, as someone may say. And what are some of the toxic qualities that you find attractive? I don't know if it's a toxic quality, but I've dated a lot of white people in the past. And I was trying, I'm trying to sway away from that. Some people may say it's toxic. Some people may say it's not toxic. Some people may say it's racist. And it's definitely not racist just before you start coming for me. Um, toxic qualities is someone that cannot see their flaws. Someone that cannot be vulnerable. Someone that feels their ego is more important than the relationship with the person. Toxic qualities. People that put me down to make themselves feel better. That is a very toxic quality because that is a big insecurity of yourself. Not mine. Do you have any regrets? Yes, I do. One of the regrets that I have is actually being an absolute cunt to people. Oh my God, that Gemma Collins. <laughs> that Gemma Collins quote. Are you ready? Tiffany is in the diary room talking about Gemma. What would you want to say to Gemma? Pretty much I will let Gemma know that she is a fat cunt and um, the shoes that she gave me were not something that I would particularly buy for myself. They were old maiden type of shoes. And she said that those shoes were meant to be worn on a beautiful woman. So if that's the case, she should have put them back on the rack. <laughs> so yeah, my regret is being an absolute cunt to people in high school because I had so much internalized anger from a few things that I experienced growing up. And I put that onto people. So there's times when I think about what I did to people at school and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. That was horrible. I was actually a bully. I was actually a little shit and it was wrong of me. And I hold my hands up and apologize to anybody that I've hurt during that process because it was completely wrong. And if I see you face to face, I would happily say that to your face as well. That I apologize for that. Oh, this question is so sweet. Why are you so stunningly beautiful inside and out? Don't you think it's unfair on every single other person in this world? Oh my God. I'm not being funny, but whoever wrote that is actually bringing tears to my eyes. That is so fucking sweet. I need to read this again to feel great again. Why are you so stunningly beautiful inside and out? I don't personally sleep in air conditioning. I don't like it. It gives wrinkles, I believe. Do you think it's unfair on every single other person in this world? No, I actually don't think it's unfair because it's really not hard to be me. It's really not hard to be nice to people at all and to be respectful and to, to be understanding. It's really not hard. So no, don't feel sorry for them. But looks ain't everything. We live in a society where it actually benefits you, but trust me. <sighs> 
Do you think hallucinogenics have a purpose in this day and age? And do you think religion may have started from them? Hmm, interesting idol. Do I think hallucinogenics have a purpose in this day and age? Yeah, we actually do. I think there's been so many studies done about microdosing throughout life and how it can affect your mental health and how it can help people with depression, for example. And if they microdose small amounts of LSD on a daily basis, they have lower levels of mental health issues. And do I think that it started from religion? I actually do, because if you look back on a lot of these like cultish behaviours as well, they do a lot of uh, hallucinogenics. Basically, I think hallucinogenics are actually great, and they open up parts of your mind that people want to shut off, and I think they want to shut them off for a specific reason that you will understand a bit more about the world and about hierarchies, for example, which I keep speaking about. So religion controls that and it stops you from being a very free, liberal, open person and realizing a lot of things. So yeah, pro-hallucinogenics, pro-hallucinogenics. What would be your perfect day? So perfect day, two ways. I would either just love to be in a nice bed just watching TV with a oh, very hot person or my best friend with a big ass blunt and shit food and just talking crap and having fun and just doing each other's hair and just, just doing whatever the hell we want. And then on the other hand, I love to be outdoors. I love to be doing th something. I'd love just to go to another country for the day. This is hard because I love to be on the beach. I love to explore. I love to see new cities, try new food, meet new people. So my perfect day, if you want to make my actual perfect day, surrounded by every single person that I love and us all just getting on with no judgment and having fun, having drinks, smoking a joint, taking a bit of LSD, just enjoying each other's company, just that love. There's nothing like you literally that love that you have around your friends and family is just something else. <sighs> um, when you become the prime minister. What's the first thing you would change? Uh, my cabinet party. I would make it diverse. That's the first thing that I would do. I'd get rid of all these white people surrounding me and get in queer people, trans people. I would just get in such a mixture of diverse people because the more diverse the people is at the top, the better it is for the people that it filters down to. Point blank. Tell me your best dicking. I want to know ASL. Whoa. If anyone doesn't know, that's age, sex, location. This is like someone that added me on Skype back in the day and was asking for ASL. Bit weird. Um, time, scent, taste, touch, sight, noises, everything. ASMR welcome. Whoa. Who, who is this thought dog? Honestly, who is this? Who's asked this? I cannot, I just cannot. This is someone that literally has got the bottle of lube, box of tissues or the little cum rag next to him, or some toys, and he's gagging for me to go into detail about this. Time, scent, taste, touch, sight, noises. What? Jesus Christ. Jesus, you are my best friend. I mean, I've had some great dickings. Tell me your best dicking, if it's like dicking that I've taken. <laughs> hmm. That story that I told you when I was in the field actually getting fucked. 
That was a very nice dick in, not going to lie. I'll tell you about, do you know what? I'm actually not going to go into the details of this because this is just a bit too deep. Whoever answered, asked this question, message me separately and we can happily sit down over a nice couple of shots of tequila and I'll tell you all about it. But what we'll tell you is some of my favourite places where I've had sex, which was that field, was the, uh, the greenery in the Barbican Centre. That was very nice. Uh, I had sex in Porto outside. That was also very nice. As you can say, there's a running theme here. I like to have outdoor sex. That is very great. Like mum, like son, if anyone's listened to episode three. <laughs> and I think that's enough. I don't mean think we need to be speaking about so much about sex right now. Sex obsessed. Uh, next question. Embarrassing sex story. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with everybody on this? Seriously. Absolute fucking whores. Embarrassing sex story. I've not really had that many embarrassing sex stories whatsoever, if I'm honest. I mean, you know what? There was one time I hooked up this guy in Manchester, went back to his place, had sex in the dark, really weird, absolute stunk of shit. He went to the toilet to clean off, and as he went to the toilet to clean off, I just ran out of the flat. I was like, see ya. And then, you know when it was embarrassing? I went outside for a taxi, didn't even walk down the street, just wait outside the flat. He then comes down and was like, oh, what's going on? Are you all right? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, having a cigarette. Do you have a cigarette? And then he was like, yeah, yeah, go and get them. And then my taxi arrived as he was going to get the cigarettes and I jumped in and drove away. And yes, that was a very horrible thing to do, but you got to do what you got to do, boo. So guys, I have finished this episode of Why Aren't Now, which means I've actually finished season one of Why Aren't Now. And I just quickly want to say thank you to every single one of my guests, to Ella, to Anna, to Kat Nix, to Plushie, to Camille, to Yasmin, to Leo, to Chris, to Pippa, to Drew, to Lexi, and I just want to give an extra special thank you to Camille because she's constantly supporting me during this podcast. She's lent me her laptop on many occasions when she could have used it herself. And also I want to say a special thank you to Plushy because he constantly pushed me as well and he helped me edit these episodes. So thank you so much to all the guests and especially you too. And I do want to dedicate this episode to Chloe who unfortunately passed away in March. You are so special you do not even realize the impacts that you had on people's lives and i learned so much from you and i cherish so much from you you just taught me that it's okay to be you and learn from others respect others and just be a bad bitch i'll always cherish that completely love you baby girl so for the last time in a while i have been simeon taylor this has been why aren't now thank you all so much for the support that i've received all this podcast i absolutely love you everyone that's reached out everyone that's reposted supported thank you and i'm going to drop the theme tune for the last time right i'm off signing out deuces